In our story, magic could be a strange and dangerous tool. Many lives have been built up or torn asunder by it. Today we're going to meet the newest addition to our ragtag team of... Well, heroes might be a bit too kind, but you know who I'm talking about. Camilla is a sorceress who has been either blessed or cursed with unique magical abilities. So, in an unknown time and an unknown location of Olivia, we find Camilla suddenly appearing in a bar with only flashes of memories of how she got there. Let's explore those memories a bit. Welcome to Free Action Cry. Sapphire. Hey. Hello. Hola. So, hola, ¿cómo estás? Eh, más o menos. Yeah. Uh, I have exhausted my, uh, my, my knowledge of Spanish. That's if you want right. to speak, if, if you want to do Elvish, we can do, no, I'm not that much of a nerd. I could try to learn it. It's actually a very intricate language uh, in written, but spoken, it's actually quite easy. Mm. But I'm going to stop talking about that because I have already outed myself as a nerd too much. So, <laughs> so let us learn about your character a little bit. Could you, we, we already know that your name is Camilla. So let's hear a little bit about like, you know, a physical description of her uh, and some of that stuff, like what she wears and what she looks like. So, she's in, you, you mentioned she's in and in. She's kind of hunched over, staring at a glass of water. Because she has no idea how the fuck she got to where she's at. Um, your typical, like, dark leather breeches, tunic, shirt, um, an almost black cloak covers her. It's not, it's like a dark brown, almost black. I don't know what sort of material it would be. I don't know what exists yet in this world. Uh, she's physically, she's about five foot eight, stocky for an elf, but fair for a human. So around 165 pounds, because you know how elves tend to be, well, at least in my mind, elves tend to be wayfish of a sorts. So she is curvy. Yeah, she's curvy for an elf. <laughs> there you go. Uh, she has black hair with bronze streaks in it. About short shoulder length, excuse me. Um, has kind of, instead of your typical human eyes, her eyes are a little angled. They're aqua blue. Very thin eyebrows. Uh, she also... In addition to, like, your common breeches, tunic, and the cloak, and then she also does carry two daggers that she's not exactly proficient with, but she'll use them in a pinch on her hip. Okay. She, um, she has a crystal around her neck that you'll find when she's feeling anxious or she's studying something, she'll play with it. It's more of just a tactile thing than Comfort anything item. else. Yeah, okay. And... Typically, with her cloak, the hood is up because she has gotten flack from both sides for being a half-elf. So, she hides her ears. 
to the best of her abilities. Alrighty. So as you're sitting at the bar, as you tend to do whenever this whole jump thing happens, you start to piece together the fragments of memories that you have had and how you got to where you are. So we're going to go back to your earliest memory of what you can only piece together as about a half a century ago. Because whenever this shift happens, you cannot explain how or why it happens. You just know it is some inborn ability in your magic that you have either been blessed or cursed with. You can't decide quite yet. Because while it has had some amazing effects, it's also had some very detrimental effects. So in your memory, you go back to the time when you were traveling around with a group of bards. And you are seeing... The bards are on stage, they're performing, you're in charge of the displays of light as they're playing, and something goes wrong with one of your spells. Could you do me a favor and roll me a d100? 86. 86. So, the spell that you were supposed to cast was basically just delayed fire blast, or something along those lines. It was something that you picked up specifically for the show because the lead singer really wanted a gigantic explosion. But instead of casting this, for some strange reason, a mirror image of the lead singer appears where the delayed fire blast was supposed to go. Which the crowd loved, mind you, because not only was the lead singer there, but a holographic image of this lead singer was also pretty much like you know levitating 20 feet above the stage and the crowd is just going absolutely wild at that <laughs> oops <laughs> uh crap well do they <laughs> well i can't really fix it but the crowd likes it so there you go that was the first time that your wild magic reared its ugly head you had never seen it before it just happened fortunately no one got hurt you mm -hmm. did some studying and maybe a year later something else happened you have no memory what triggered it you just know that you woke up in a different place in a different time in a desert and Two weeks after arriving in this desert, you came across a paladin who was traveling and exploring the islands of the world. The paladin is a tall humanoid. He's roughly in his 40s. Uh, he is human, not just humanoid. Uh, but he's in his 40s. He has like long brown hair that he keeps tied in a tight bun. He wears plate armor. He introduced himself as Raylan. He is a paladin of Pelor. And for the better part of about a week, you've been traveling with him. Occasionally, you'll split who will go out and get water, and you're just exploring the desert, trying to find any signs of civilization. You've been sharing rations. Occasionally, you'll figure out some way to conjure up some food with your magic. <laughs> He'll figure out some way to conjure up food with his magic. And all goes well for about three days. 
Until one day, when you're trying to conjure up some food, something else happens. Please roll me a d100. Yeah, I would think I would do some, like, dousing for water if we're stuck in a desert. You can do that, too. 68. 68. The opposite of what I rolled... Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's actually quite hilarious. (laughs) So, as you roll to try and conjure some food or do whatever spell you needed to just kind of make your stay in the desert a little bit more comfortable. All of a sudden, you just get this paranoid fear and you are just immediately frightened by Raelian for some strange reason. Upon looking back, it it didn't make any sense, but you know that whatever went wrong with your spell caused this immense fear that you had. And you attacked him and you knocked him out and then you were gone hmm and that is very unlike me yes uh cause I especially seeing as apparently I am prone to bouncing all over the place having an anchor is useful and a paladin is kind of nice yeah (laughs) and then a few days later once again You wake up in a strange place. You have no idea how you got there. Nobody can explain how you get there. But you find yourself on a boat in the middle of the ocean. People think you are a stowaway, but you were able to convince everyone that you just showed up. There was another member of this crew who had heard of wild magic sorcery before. And she became friends with you. Her name was Hallison. She is a young elf. She's roughly about about 150, 160 years old. She's very well versed in magic. She is the reason you have not been thrown overboard. Thank goodness for that. I can't swim well. <laughs> well, that's good. Either way, you became fast friends with her. And by all accounts, this was maybe 300 years, maybe maybe 400 years after your time with the band. You've been learning everything you can about where you're ending up. You just can't figure out why you're ending up where you're going or when you're going for that matter. Which that's strange. I'm not only am I jumping places, I'm jumping time. Which it itself is a strange occurrence. And Hallison cannot even explain that part of it. She says, maybe there's just something different about your magic? She can't explain it. Maybe along your travels, if you stick around long enough, maybe she'll be able to help you figure it out. Hmm. And after, ironically enough, far longer in this event, you stick around for about five, six, seven years. Just hanging out, You're enjoying life on the sea until one day, a nice quiet voyage after fishing, you're all on your way home. There's a gigantic hull in the hold of the boat, and the the, the boat just starts to slowly rock back and forth a little bit. And then a lot of it. That's not good. And then before you know it, the boat is being pulled under by gigantic tentacles with suction cups on it 
everyone immediately takes to action, stabbing at them. Anybody who knows any kind of magic is casting combat spells at it. Everyone is pretty much certain they're going to die. And you muster up your courage, and you cast whatever spell that you think you can cast to handle this situation. So once again, please roll me a d100. I am attempting the ice knife shard. Okay. Attempting it. Attempting ice knife. Well, let's see what really happens. 50. 50. Oh, this is a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I trust that coming from you. (laughs) As soon as you cast this spell, an ice knife does appear out. Right as the kraken's head comes up, you pierce the eye of the kraken. However, as you begin to cheer, did you motherfuckers see that? Or whatever it is you would say, you realize that you're not making any sound. Instead, pink bubbles are floating out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's par for the course. Bubbles. Yes. (laughs) For a moment, this happens. And then everything just goes back to normal. This obviously confuses Allison because she's seen some strange magic before, but she's never seen pink bubbles coming out of somebody's mouth. Is it possible? Maybe I'm just not from this world. (laughs) We don't know that. (laughs) Anyway. Yes. And for another few years, you are enjoying your life on sea. And this time shift, this locational shift, happens again and again and again and again in the strangest ways. You see places and people and things that most people could not even dream or imagine or I don't know a third word for this. (laughs) (laughs) But you live an interesting life until... One day, you land in a bar. A bartender is startled, looks at you, freaks out for a brief moment, offers you a drink, and tells you, don't move. I have a friend that might be able to help. And then he goes upstairs after bringing you a glass of water. And as you finish remembering all of these, you see an old friend. You see Hallison once more. She looks a lot older. And for a moment, you think that you've been gone for quite some time because elves don't age quickly. After she brings you upstairs, catches you up to speed as to how you've only been gone for about 150 years, she reveals to you what she is. And that's where we're going to end our episode. How's it going, guys? It is Derps coming in at the end of the episode. Uh, This was a fun one to edit. Uh, Yes, you heard that right. I am editing this episode and will be for the foreseeable future while Rude goes and furthers his education. So let's give him some props. Uh, Aside from that, I would also like to invite everyone to please uh, tell a friend about our show. Word of mouth is a great advertising source for us. It's free. It doesn't cost us anything. It doesn't cost you guys anything. You might need to steal your friend's phone and, like, you know, go into Spotify and type in Free Action Cry. But 
you know, that's that's up to you if you want to do it. I'm I'm not actively telling you to do it, but you can. Just saying. Uh, you can also check out our Patreon. We've got lots of goodies on there. Like uh, for just about every single episode, we have an after show talk. We also have a Discord that you can check out. Um, that's pretty much it. I wish you a very happy time zone, and we will catch you guys in the next episode. Later.